Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else. Even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Burroughs Furniture is built for the way you live. From ensuring easy assembly and disassembly to honoring highly requested new colors for their award-winning seating, they always have their customers in mind. Their modular seating is made out of durable materials to last and grow with you. And with Burrow, you always get fast, free shipping. Get up to 60% off during Burrow's Memorial Day sale at burrow.com slash ACAST. That's burrow.com slash ACAST. Burrow.com slash ACAST. Hello there, how are you? Welcome along to the podcast. Uh, were you at the uh, protest at the weekend? Of course you were. Uh, in Trafalgar Square, uh, 32 arrests as people demonstrated against coronavirus restrictions and mass vaccinations and 5G and everything else that they had going. Uh, more than a thousand people were there. I, I sincerely hope you were among them. Come on. Uh, this stuff is real, guys. Remember, what you feel is as good as fact. Um, this happened, though, uh, on the bylines, which I thought was pretty pretty strong stuff. Here it is. Coronavirus, but ruling like Miley Cyrus. Yo, coronavirus, but ruling like Miley Cyrus. Coronavirus, but ruling like Miley Cyrus. Yo, probably a long time gone. Now it's time for the righteous. That's good, man. It's good. Bit root one. I mean, I think they could have come up with some better rhymes. I've had a go myself. Coronavirus, you're starting to tire us. Why do you conspire thus to make businesses fire us? Highly undesirous. Why do you admire us? I. No, I think you had it right, boys. Take it away. Good. Where's Boris? Uh, that's what uh, Fraser Nelson's column asked last week where is but well we'll come on to where boris is in a minute uh fraser nelson though has been gracious enough to offer up his thoughts and they were needed weren't they about the current tory leadership uh last week of course we had former attorney general jeffrey cox your mum's dead on the ferry uh he was gunning for boris now fraser's decided to weigh in it's sort of like watching uh, piranhas picking off a weak piranha among the shoal uh, the question now is whether he can become a proper leader with a sense of direction and purpose said the spectators editor fraser nelson effectively arguing that johnson's premiership was at a crossroads and that a narrative was close to being uh, was close to being set this is from the guardian uh 
Uh, Nelson went on to ask whether the pattern we have seen in recent months of disorder, debacle, rebellion, U-turn, confusion is what we should henceforth expect. Mm. Uh, Toby Young had a go. What on earth happened to the freedom-loving, twinkly-eyed, Rabelaisian character I voted for? Oliver Hardy's left the stage replaced by Oliver Cromwell. Uh, Toby Young complained of a lack of engagement with the detail. This from a man who set up a dating forum for coronavirus deniers without putting any kind of moderation in place. Anyway, bravo, Fraser, bravo. The Diary of Fraser Nelson Friday. Walk. And while at stool did compose a few hundred words regarding Mr. Johnson's lamentable performance as Prime Minister, sadly we had run out of lally paper and so was forced to use the parchment upon which I'd written. I shall, however, persist in publishing it, and I doubt anyone reading will perceive any difference. A scant breakfast of bloaters, oat cakes, and unsalted butter, as I am truly a man of the people did ride by carriage to London, mowing down several members of the working class, of whom I am so inordinately fond, despite not having come into contact with a single one of them in three decades. Once at my offices, I continued my important work of not doing anything, not using my considerable intellect to try to effect change for the better, as others, even those who do not share my political ideology, might have been able to grudgingly admire. No, instead, did sit on the periphery of the political arena, masking my jeering, sneering, setting up and knocking down punditry with a mask of almost sorrowful lamenting of the regrettable shortcomings of the people I was championing only months ago. After a tiring day of judging others, a convivial hour in the neighbouring alehouse with the ever-unmasked Mr. Young for beer and skittles. I set them up. I knocked them down. It appears to be my forte. So where is Boris? Well... Last weekend, it may well have been Perugia, in Italy, uh, to go and party with Evgeny Lebdev, which seems like entirely the correct course of action in the middle of a second wave of coronavirus and ongoing Brexit negotiations. Uh, This was leaked by um, the airport's website, who said, well, just in the last week, look at the famous people we've had go through here. And everyone's like, wait, what? Um... And Downing Street has sort of denied it, but sort of not. All I'm saying is those parties must be seriously good, mustn't they? This is in uh, the palace of Evgeny Lebedev. I mean, he must have, like, balloon animals and everything. Uh, Do you remember in April when Boris was shuffling around in the airport there one morning, coming back from there with, like, no security? Is this responsible? Like, he's still our leader. I kind of like him protected. It's impossible, impossible to imagine Bojo having any kind of compromat on him, isn't it? Impossible, impossible to believe that Evgeny Lebedev, now a lord, of course, in our House of Lords, whose father was in the KGB. Impossible to... Impossible! And all of this is just sort of annoying, isn't it? Because, uh, you know what, they'll, they'll just sort of set up the next one to go in there. 
you know, all of the the Frasers and the Tobies and the, you know, all of the the pundits, they'll 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 just sort of set up the next one and say, oh, this one though, they're they're brilliant, and then we'll realise no, they aren't, and then we'll throw them to the wolves, and then we'll set up the next one. Like if the Tories, it seems like they, they're like, oh, we can't come up with a proper statesman-like figure to lead the party. Damn it. In which case, we'll just pump and dump disposable bodies. You know, Boris Johnson's the best. Boris Johnson's the best. Wait, Boris Johnson sucks. Michael Gove is the best. It's like watching people turning human political compost. Speaking of human compost, I want to talk to you about... Paris Hilton, not because she's human compost. Emphatically, she is not. Uh, I think she's amazing. I always did. I've been trying to find uh, the bit uh, I got her to read on uh, the World Music Awards. Um, I wrote this really, really difficult introduction. Uh, she was presenting Best Rap Artist, and I had her say something like, um, since its inception uh, in New York in the 70s uh, rap, uh, went on to establish a series of arbitrary uh, musical taxonomies quickly adopted by the mainstream. Anyway, something like that. Pseudo-intellectual gubbins. And then I think it was she was presenting with Nicole Ritchie and then Nicole Ritchie turned to her and said, uh, Paris? And then Paris had to say, oh, sorry, uh, rap's hot. And... Uh, she nailed it, man. She did it so well. And I knew I knew she could do it. And it was because I'd seen her on The Simple Life. And she was doing a thing where she was trying to make breakfast in an old folks' home and do the ironing. And she ended up doing this routine. I think I've told you all of this before. I do apologise. It's awful. But just in case you didn't hear it, I th thought she was a brilliant natural clown, actually. And it takes smarts to do that kind of thing and i think she's really smart she's released a documentary on youtube uh it's like an hour and 45 minutes long and uh, I, I i'm afraid i insist that you watch the whole thing it is not going to be anything like what you imagine there is a narrative in there that is gobsmacking and horrifying and uh you should watch it it's extraordinary i don't want to i don't want to give anything away about it but whatever you think of paris hilton honestly whatever you think watch the damn documentary it's amazing really one of the most amazing things i've seen in a long time i watched it till like half past one in the morning when do i even ever do that don't do anything. Uh, anyway, let's go on to your emails. Neil Green. Good morning. Uh, he's emailed. It's not today. It's oneburst.com. The door's always open for whatever you want to talk about. Love getting emails. They're like little presents. Hey there, my boot scooting baby. Well, <laughs> well, hello, hello there. And, and how, how nice. Thank you very much. Would you like this orange squash at the back? Um, have you tried getting a COVID-19 test? You can't get them for love or money. They're currently the new must-have gift for this Christmas. Well, I mean, Christmas is going to be wonderful, isn't it? Because we can all be together because coronavirus is taking a holiday. Uh, forget Cabbage Patch, kids. I wish I could. And Buzz Lightyear and Furbies can do one. Uh, yes, you're right. COVID-19 is the perfect stocking filler. Who doesn't want one of those long swaps? Inspired by all of this, says Neil, I'm now writing a little festive story called COVID All The Way. 
It's about a father who vows to get his son a COVID-19 testing kit for Christmas. However, every hospital and mobile centre has run out, and he must travel all over town and beat to death everybody else in order to find one. Laughs will be a plenty when the ensuing chaos leads the father to don a, man, a Matt Hancock outfit in order to save the day. Ta-ra, duck! Thanks, Neil. That's a heartwarming story uh, of bludgeoning people to death. I'm, I'm totally down with that. Thanks very much for that. Uh, we've also got a couple of new religion suggestions. Yeah, we'll keep going with that. Uh, Hannah. Morning, Jake. Hope all's well with you and yours and the Yapostles. Not my word. Here are my suggestions for some of the Podmandments. The Ten Commandments. Yes, we were having hashtag new commandments. Uh, thou shalt not judge thy neighbour for casting out old furniture onto the garden, lest thou also cast out old furniture. Yes, that's true. Uh, when I was in France, I, I can't tell you how much I enjoyed throwing beds and mattresses out of a first story floor and old clothes as well and blankets uh, outside. I was that neighbour and I loved every second. Thou shalt pay unto Jacob a tithe of broadband so he does not run out again when in France. Thank you. Well, I've already taken a phone call about my poo tank, which I have to upgrade. Uh, thou shalt not take the name of David Alt in vain when it is impossible to solve one of his fiendish maths puzzles. Listen, don't worry about that. David Alt, I know for a fact, literally just strings together some numbers and letters and symbols expecting you to work it out. It's all just made up. Don't worry about it. Let your brain slide into the warm bath of daytime television instead. Thou shalt not take of the drink of tea whilst listening to one of Neil Green's emails, as it will end up spat out on the floor, as thou beest laughing so muchest. Thou shalt honour Julie Prunes as she is the queen of innuendo. I think that's fair. Personally, if I ever see innuendo, I whip it out. Thou shalt not harbour murderous thoughts while Jacob shows the Celtic chef on the watch-along and something disgusting is being cooked. We shall do another watch-along. This is for Patreons of the podcast, uh, where we all watch some terrible TV together. Um, it's been a while. I'm itching to do another one. So we'll do one this week. I'm not going to do it on Thursday because I quite like Larry and Paul's show on YouTube if you haven't seen it. Thou shalt not be led into temptation of downloading and playing 2048 balls as it is the work of the devil of time wasting. Come on. You love it. It's the best game. Voodoo games. I mean, what, what did you expect? Thou shalt not forget that Jem is from Portishead, the place, not the band. And thou shalt not covet thy neighbour's Jaffa cakes. Too right! No problem with the last commandment, Hannah. Thank you so much for those. I enjoyed those very much. Uh, Neil. Morning, Jake. This is Emery. Neil Emery. Welcome back. Hope you and yours are well. Funny old times, aren't they? Are they? They are. Anyway, turning to your new religion, suggested name, the Church of Magic Beans. Oh, I quite like that. Soybeans are magical. Anyway, I recently came across this. Uh, it's a brief sermon, which I understand is to be delivered at a forthcoming service of the new church. Although, looking back on it, it might be useful for followers of every religion slash belief slash dogma. Okay, let's, let's see how we can do with this. <clears throat> Dearly beloved, we are gathered here in the sight of each other to reflect and give thanks for the fact that although we probably don't deserve it and are probably frittering away our finite time on Earth with the Twitters and the friend faces and the apps of all the sorts, we are all currently still alive, which is positive. But that brings me to the main focus of today's sermon, namely that 
It's not all about you. I do understand that because you live in your bodies, everything you do and think feels immensely important to you. I'm afraid, however, I am here to tell you that science has proven repeatedly that the world doesn't revolve around you, sunshine. So when you go back out into the world later this morning and you hear somebody with a different lived experience making a statement that conflicts with your own prejudices, before you start having a go at them, contradicting them or explaining how they don't understand their own lives, pause a moment. And just before you venture your ill-informed opinions, don't! Just don't do it. Zip it. Save your breath. Again, I realize that you think that the world needs to hear your ignorant, hateful views, but it really doesn't. Just take a moment and imagine how your input helps. And if it doesn't, which it probably wouldn't, I mean, look at you. Although I will add, Neil, that that's me there now judging. Just keep it to yourself. Or better yet, try a little empathy for a change. So get out there, be nice to each other, hate a little less, love a little more, and mind how you go. Ah, good. Very good. Uh, anyway, good to have you back in the morning. All the best, Neil. This one, not that one. Uh, thank you very much, Neil. That's a, that's a strong sermon. It's a strong old sermon you got there. Well done. Thanks very much indeed for that. On that note, I'm going to end with a really positive story that kind of might make you feel good because it's Monday and, you know, sometimes we need that sort of thing, don't we? Ever heard of Chuck Feeney? He's a billionaire. Well, he was. Um, he is uh, 89 years old and has just finally managed to give away all six billion pounds, eight billion dollars of his money uh, whilst still alive to see the impact it's made. Uh, so he had a duty free shopping empire, this guy. Um, I think he had like stores in airports and stuff and made billions. And he set up a charity called the Atlantic Philanthropies. He set it up in secret in 1982. For the last 38 years, he transferred almost all of his wealth uh, to this charity and made them give it all away. And then finally, uh, like I think last week, signed the papers to dissolve the foundation because there's no money left. He said he's very satisfied with completing it on his watch. Uh, he's got like, he lives in a small rented apartment in San Francisco. Um, and he had this message for other members of the super rich who may have pledged to give away part of their fortunes, but only after they died. He said, to those wondering about giving while living, try it. You'll like it. Um, he sounds amazing. Uh, so he, there was like a CEO that he, he appointed as head of this charity to give away the money and stuff. Uh, who said that this guy Feeney would scratch his head and say, how many yachts or pairs of shoes do you need? Uh, he sounds like an amazing guy. He he had almost nothing. Uh, he didn't have a car, didn't own a home, had one pair of shoes. He would fly in economy class, even when members of his family or colleagues would be travelling in business class on the same plane. Um, he has a $10 Casio watch and he carries his papers around in a plastic bag. What an amazing guy. 
Um, and so, yeah, he's trying to encourage other billionaires to give their money away. Uh, that's a nice story, right? I thought you'd like that because, you know, it's Monday and the mornings are getting darker, aren't they? Uh, so there you go. Listen, tomorrow I'm going to talk to you about a spokes dog. I'm very excited. Um, it's it's a really cool story uh, and lots of other stuff. Um, thanks for being here. If you'd like to support the podcast, it's patreon.com slash nottodaypod. Um, if you go there, you get to uh, watch me um, make the podcast live and uh, you get access to the watch along thing. And uh, there's new stuff that I'm going to be doing. Also, you can see what I've been up to in France, uh, clearing uh, an old house there. Um, and it's kind of fun. I'm going to put up some more of those videos across this week. Uh, thanks very much for listening. It's been fun. See you tomorrow. Bye. This has been a Swanburst Media production. 